Sentire media. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. Hello and welcome. Thank you mu- very much for joining us this beautiful summer Italy afternoon. Gorgeous, not a cloud in the sky. My name is Jason with my wife Ashley. Ciao tutti. Hello. And for the next half hour or so, we'll take you through a little snapshot of what's going on in our lives. We run an agriturismo, which is a farm and inn. Uh, in. We also have a uh, small cooking school and an organic garden and chickens and... Whole menagerie. <laughs> bugs, flies, the whole deal. So, what's been going on in the Candeliano Valley where we live in northern Lamarque for the past week or so? Oh, uh, let's see. We'll start off with the Transumanza. Last podcast we left off, we were going to give you an update of what happened with the Transumanza. And just to recap, what is the Transumanza? Uh, the Transumanza is where we transfer the cows uh, from the Moki, well, all all. Farmers do the transumanza, but we did it with the Moki family, and they transfer their cows from their the stalls where they slept, where they stayed for the winter, up to the beautiful Monte Neroni where they graze free on the grass all summer long. And what's really cool is you do it with the townspeople, and you walk the cows, walk them through town at four or five in the morning, and start walking them all the way up to the top of the mountain. And how high do you think Monte Neroni is? I know exactly how high Monte Neroni is. It is. 1,600 and something meters. <clears throat> High enough. It takes about five hours to walk the cows from, this, from the barn to the top. And it is an incredibly beautiful walk because it's early in the morning, the sun is rising, the mint, you smell like coming up through the fields and surrounding the, the path and just kind of being at one with nature, with the cows and everything. I mean, you get... Your fair share of cow butts in your face, but... Yes, it was four <laughs> or five hours of watching cow butts, um, some humping going on, so, lots some of... Some nursing. Some nursing, lots of pooping and peeing. Yes. Um, there was one cow, two little calves that were just born a few days before. One made it all the way up to the top. One pooped out after about, I don't know... Through town. Yeah, right in through town. The mama of the one who made it to the top was not very... Happy about people coming near her. She Oh, yeah. Tell them about that. You had a feisty situation. Yeah. We had one cow who... She was at the back of the pack, so every time we try to walk by everyone, all the cows, to get to the middle to kind of get them in, she would get really defensive of her calf and did the kind of bull, like, put her head down and scrape her hoof and charge you kind of to scare you off and... It worked. She's a lot of meat running at you. And and when you asked Franco, what do you do if she charges, what did he say? Get the hell out of the way. <laughs> uh, she had crazy horns and crazy eyes. <laughs> because you have to keep pushing the cows up and keep them together so they don't veer off the course. Because if one starts going, the others will just take off following it. Uh, only one time did I have about 20 cows just not go around uh, one of the turns. It's a it's a road, but it's kind of like a cow road up mm-hmm. that S's all the way up to the top of the mountain. And on one of the S turns, the cows did not follow the road and just kind of took off into the woods. Die, die, Jason, get your cows. <laughs> but it was a it was wonderful, beautiful experience. Uh, we had some guests who 
came along for the first bit, and um, and then I took them back to the house because they were going on a wine tour. But Jason continued with our friend Chris, and my I had family in town, Sean, Linda, and Grace, and it was a total blast. So it was a family affair, and it was really cool. It was. We'll be looking forward to next year. You can never know the exact date of the Charms of Monza no. because it all depends on the grass. We cannot plan it, Ashley. We must wait until the grass is this high and the temperature is this warm and the cows are ready to go out. So that's what, yeah. You so know about two days before. Two days before. So it was delayed a weekend and then we did it the, the following weekend. Mm-hmm. So with my family in town, we did a bunch of um, kind of day trips and stuff. We went to Alfania which is uh, near Ancona, and out to lunch there. And then we did the yacht trip with Daniela, which was a blast. And what else? We just got to kind of enjoy some time with the family. We got to swim in our own pool, which was nice. And we got to jump off the boat and swim in the Adriatic, which was a blast. Uh, Lots of fish. Oh, God, so good. And this time of year also, this isn't even... Um, go with what I was talking about, but it's time to make the liquors, and I just had filtered and finished the Vicholino, which is our wild cherry liquor, and what's really cool is you, it's got this really nice, delicate, delicious cherry flavor, but there's not a single cherry used in the recipe. Use the leaves of the cherry tree. It's really incredible. So that one um, sits for 10 days and then is filtered. And I've got my Nochino, the biblical 40 days and 40 nights walnut liquor that's been sitting out in the sun for about a week or so. Got to stir it every few days. We got the uh, the walnuts. You pick them when they're green. And we got them from our neighbors down the road who have a uh, walnut grove orchard. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, yeah, that's the other one, that you pick up when they're green. Everyone thinks that's so b- bizarre that you're putting the actual nuts in there. Well, no no the Italians think that's bizarre. No, no. Our guess. Um, what You do one more, too. You do the Brugnolino, and that's not... That's in the fall. And I do the Limoncello, and I've got a ton of that still. But this winter, I want to make... I want to try one with... The blood oranges from Sicily. I think that would come out really good and have an incredible color. How did they say it? Orangino? No. Arancino? Arancino. No, the Arancino. Also, we're getting ready to start some um, vinegar. Uh, We have some red wine, about 10 liters of red wine that passed. And our neighbor has the mother. So we'll see if that works out. You need to put the mother into this past red wine and then stick it in a dark, warm place. So we have um, where the uh, the cabinet for the um, water heater and solar panel thingy, Mababra, should be plenty warm, and I'll stick it in there and see what happens. Speaking of the solar panels, they're awesome. The water comes out so warm. In fact, sometimes it drives me crazy because the cold water starts off warm, and I'm like, what? Where is the cold? But are you happy with the system so far? I'm very happy. Um, are you happy that I don't have to check the water heater ten times a yes, day? Yes, you're OCD. <laughs> God. And now let's talk about your very special new toy slash instrument that you installed yourself on the roof. Oh, yes. Yeah. So my weather station finally came. It's the Rainwise, I don't know what the model is, but it's... ZT300. Yeah, it's, it's not a toy. It's hardcore. It's real. And, um... We, I got it up onto the uh, roof of the outdoor kitchen. We were going to put it on the roof of the main house, but I would have to put in a pole and drill down into the roof. It was just roof. too scary up there. Um, whereas the roof of the outdoor kitchen already has a pole, uh, pole that's drilled into the roof where the uh, satellite dish many years ago went. But you needed some piece to drop in there, right? Yeah, so I needed a, a um, mounting system, and I could, didn't know where to find it. I went to a million hardware stores. Finally, um, on the way to Piobico, there's this... Uh, 
uh, fabrica. Uh, what would you call fabrica? A um. Um. Oh my gosh! Like not a factory. Laboratory. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> factory that just has all these pipes and tubes outside, and I thought, well, what the hell? Maybe they'll know where to send me. So I went in and I brought him the pole that I needed for the weather station that I needed to mount onto the bigger pole. I told him my problem, and the shop foreman comes over and goes. You live here, don't you? I go, yeah, I live at Kakamone. He goes, okay, just wait. Follow me. <laughs> he fabricated this whole thing that perfectly fit into the bigger pole than with these hardcore uh, nuts mounts the, the smaller pole. It's all welded. He painted it for me. I couldn't believe it. Jason comes back and I'm like, you got it painted? He's like, wait till you hear the story. The guy, that was incredible. The guy, he was incredible. It took him about a half hour, 45 minutes, and he welded it all perfectly and put even gave me the hardware for it and how much did he charge you i had a i had to insist that he took money and so i gave him <laughs> 10 euro and then he's like no 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 <laughs> so then so then the next day i went by and brought him some of our homemade salamis and sausages and a bottle of wine to say thank you but i just thought it was incredible that you know that sometimes i mean that's the great thing about the countryside is you get that really personal um, connection to your community. They'll and, stop what they're doing and, and help, help you. you. And then there's the other side of where it, some things drive you crazy. But this is one of the this is one of the ones that was great. And I just left there thinking, man, that is incredible that I just that this just happened. And and just because I'm I'm Pio, I live in Piobico, He's seen me. I drive the red car, <laughs> <laughs> the dirty red car, the dirty red car. Trope overload too fast on the road. Well, another story about Italians would be the rally race. That is coming up this weekend, and our friend Craig, who is an American expat who lives um, outside of Rotterdam, he loves to come down for it, so it's become like an annual tradition, but what's hard is they change the dates, they change the course, you never quite can find the information, so he's coming down this weekend, and we've been dying to get the exact route, because sometimes it comes like right at the end of our road, which is really fun. And so I found finally yesterday the map online, and it was like, God, it's just days before they finally post this information. And then I go into Piovico today to find out a bit more if they know what time the race is passing through, because now I've seen the map and I know which road and course they're taking. And I go into the, like, little local police station, and it's wide open. No one's there. I'm like, ciao, Parizzo, hello. No one, no one. So I go to the post office two doors down, and I'm like, do you guys have any information for the rally? And they're like, what rally? When? Where? I'm like, here in Piovico this weekend. And they're just like, what? So then one of the nice guys there starts, he's like, well, let's go check at the police station station. I was like, well, there's no one there. He goes, well, I know another guy. Let's go see if Franco knows. So we go into this other office and he's like, what? What rally? No, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he call, makes a few phone calls. Everyone he calls says, what? And so he just hangs up on them. And finally he goes, I think the only person who knows would be the officer for the little local police. But he's he's in Jiro. He's walking around right now. You'll just have to walk around town to find him. So no one could help me. And I thought, oh, God, this is hysterical. It's coming through this rally, this international rally race. Hold on. First, let's – you know what a rally is. I'm sure you've seen it before. It's the ones that – it's the races that are on-road, off-road. They drive little cars. Little sporty cars. Little sporty cars. They're the ones that the crowd gets right up on the track that you've seen it on those video – those TV shows with World's Worst Crashes where the, the car skids and flips off the course and goes tumbling through the crowd. That's, that's what we're going to watch. It's Love so it. much fun. <laughs> and 
it's a huge event and how no and it's coming through PR. And it's coming through our town. <laughs> on either Friday or Saturday. So it was like, hello, how come no one knows? So I catch a glimpse of the officer in town. I don't even know if you'd call him an officer. <laughs> no, he is. <laughs> he is, but it's so sweet and it's such a sleepy tale that it's funny. So I flip the car around and I come out and I'm like, hello, do you know any information on the race? And he's like, it comes through at 9.30 on Saturday. I said, you are the only man online and in Piovico who has any information. And tell they were trying to say, like, check on Facebook. And I was like, I've been on there. There's nothing. They were like, what about the Pro Loco, the, like, local tourism office? Not a clue. So I just thought it was hysterical that this essentially international car racing event is coming through and... One guy in town who's walking around. He's oh, yeah, the only 9.30. One with <laughs> so we're looking, we're very much looking forward to that. We're going to have a great time. We like to wake up early and go into Sant'Angelo where the pits are. Mm-hmm. And we check out the pits and watch them work on the cars in the morning. Really cool. And then we come back and have a little breakfast. And then we can walk down to the uh, end of our road and watch them pass. And they, But don't you want to go like to the hills where they do their times too? Yeah, sure. I know, because it's a different route, so it'd be kind of cool to go see. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just, I, it's like a whole day. You hear the through the, the echo of the engines through the hills all day. It's great. And the back loop through our back road is one of the best ones, because they're not being timed. They're not a minute apart. They're all, like, bumping each other. Well, they probably shouldn't be, but it is really fun. They're not bumping each other. I know. I like to think they are. They're, they're apart. Robin's racing. <laughs> Um, oh, big thing happened to us in our, um, immigration this week. We, our permesso di soggiorno, our permission to stay, basically our visa had expired. And I put it off renewing it because I had such like, oh my God, I guess but the best word is anxiety. Just going, oh my God, the paperwork, the... I, and I'm sure it's this way in any country, but it's it's usually we have to go to Pesaro about an hour and 20 minutes away and several trips. Um, hours. Hours. And, and it's it's just painful, man. It's just painful. So we put it off a good four months. Yeah. And then I got nervous. Then we got nervous. It's like, oh, man, they're going to throw us out of the country. They're right? not going to throw us out, but it was just like. Oh. We need to just be legit. We have to have our stuff renewed. So we, Ashley, we have the inside track. This is how Italy works. You have to know someone who knows someone who works in the Questora or the uh, police, the head police station. So we know someone from Piovico whose cousin works in the uh, Questora in Pesaro and got us the inside number. Tell, uh, yes. let everyone know how important and what the significance the inside number means to the regular number. Well, they answer the inside <laughs> More often, even when the guy from the office emailed me this number, he said, try many, many times. <laughs> don't give up on calling because half the time the phones don't answer. And I have seen firsthand in an office that I won't say where that is like a union state run office where <laughs> <coughs> it's time for these documents to be handed in for the whole area. And the phone's ringing off the hook, plus the whole office is filled with people, waiting area filled with people to be seen. And the guy literally picks up the phone, takes it off the hook, and just puts it down on the table. And I as was it's like, oh, yeah, as it's ringing. And I thought, oh, that's why you just get busy signals or no one picks up. Oh my God. So that was a disaster that time. So- but anyway, so he got us the right number. I got through on like my second or third attempt. And 
and miraculously, we got an appointment scheduled for... Like three days later. Three days later, and on a day that we were available to, like, do it. So it all worked out. We go to the Urbino Questura, so that's only about half an hour away, so we're already bonus points there. Smaller town. Yep. And then closer to where we are and where we would know people. And so we get there early, and it's supposed to be at 8.30. Well, the doors don't even open till like, a quarter to nine. <laughs> and so I'm waiting around, and I'm talking to this ununiformed um, cop who works there, but I didn't realize that he worked there. I just thought he was in line, too. And we're starting to talk it up, this and that. And he's like, oh, you live in Sant'Angelo, Ange- right? And I was like... Yes. How did you? Or he goes, you're American, right? I said, yeah. And he said, you're the, you guys live in uh, Sant'Angelo, Nevada. And I said, yes. How did you know? He goes, because I've met you before. I have a good memory for some things. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then it quickly hit me. He works here. Let's, you know, work up that charm. And <laughs> flash, flash a little booby or something. No, just, uh, you know, be real charming. And so we start chatting up about who we know and the weather and the garden and all this. I'll and f- listen, I'll flash a booby to make it go smoother. This is true. <laughs> they watch. And so it ends up, he's the one who gives us our interview and he was awesome. And patient <sighs> told us what documents we needed. All right, you have everything, but you need this, uh, uh, receipt from the post office. Go get that. You also need your um, like uh, your taxes. Your taxes from this year, even though they're not due. Have your commercial lease write up a projection of what he thinks they're going to be. Just fax have it fax over. it. Yeah. Awesome. So we were able to like run to the post office, come back. It still took a few hours, but we got the whole thing done. We have our receipts. We got our new permesso, so we can continue living in Italy. And the best part on top of it was what? Well, next year we get our permanent res, uh, perme, uh, carta di soggiorno, which is the permanent card. And then five Which years. Which is good for five. Five years. And then after that five years, we will get our Italian passports. That is really exciting stuff. That is. That'll be 10 years in Italy. Woohoo! I, I know. I, it made my day. It really made my day. And it was just such a weight lifted off. Um, you know, you don't have. It's always in the back of your mind. Oh, I know. Thinking about it. And next one to tackle is our driver. So, license. oh, please don't even bring that up. <laughs> when do you think that the cards will be there? That we go pick up. Uh, I'm. Would that say, was the problem this year. Our cards were expired when we went to pick them up because we, we kept going back. We we waited two a couple months and we'd go back and check. And it, you can't just walk in there any time and be like, "Hi, I'd like to know where my card is." You even have if to, there's no one, even there. there's no one there, you have to go on to a specific day and like three hours in the Mondays morning. between nine and eleven and, and or eleven something. or something. <laughs> so it's a pain in the butt. It's um, so when we went to go pick them up like two or three times, they weren't there, weren't there. Then we just forgot about it. And the last time we went to pick them up this winter, they wouldn't release them to us because they were already expired. Correct, and that commenced the drama. So that's good that it's taken care of. Yes. Let's talk about the garden. All right. Let's talk about the garden. My garden looks absolutely gorgeous this year. It really does. Um, I gotta get some pics. We've been weeding our little hearts out. I've been weeding my heart out. I have, uh, like, purple tunnel in my hands from pulling weeds constantly. But it looks great. Everything's in production coming up. We're eating tons of zucchinis, tons of chard. Um, Our radishes we blew through. The The lettuces are so Really crispy. Really crispy. Uh, strawberries are delicious. Oh my Cucumbers. God, strawberries. I made angel food cake to go with it. It fell, but it was still good. <laughs> um, the garden looks great. We're getting it cl- all, you know, all the pathways weeded out and 
everything looks happy and healthy, and we have nice hot weather. It's been in the high 80s, low 90s the last week and a half or so. What's Rainwise say? Rainwise um, says good weather. I haven't actually hooked up the displays. That's yet. what's crazy. <laughs> so I put up my. You've heart. been so excited. I've been so excited about this this weather station. I put the weather station up. It's transmitting data. I downloaded all the software I needed, and then I haven't touched it. So bravo. Yes, yes. It comes with two displays that you can mount anywhere in the house you want. I haven't put them up yet. Oh, you know what else? We had our cherries. From the garden? From the trees. From the trees. trees. And the plums. And we made that really good cherry plum marmalade. That was good. Cherries came this year. The little tree did much, much, much better than the big tree. Yeah, the big tree wasn't so great. Oh, update on the flies. We had a little fly attack this year. Under control. Thank God. It was like for two weeks. I wanted to to stab my eyes out. There were flies everywhere. (laughs) Jason would go totally crazy and have different like methods on different days. One day, keep all the doors closed. So then the next day, keep all the doors open to push the air through. Then the next day, put tinfoil on the windows. I read that online. <laughs> then another day, you he would do, like, I don't even know. Each day was a whole different scheme of things. We had, like, the fly tape. It was so tacky. We finally got, like, the things to hang in the door. But, like, I'd come in one day and open all the doors, and he's like, Close them all. What are you doing? You're letting them all in. I thought, I thought today was keep the doors open day. No, it didn't work. Doors closed. Doors closed. She was like, oh, my God. Well, they're finally under control. Oh, thank God. I don't know if it was my efforts or if it was just they had a two-week run. Oh, it's just significantly better. It's totally normal now. They're I mean, gone. there's always there's always bugs, but now it's... But this has been the year of the fly, for that part, humongous hairy caterpillars. And ladybugs. And ladybugs, yes. Tons and tons of ladybugs. I've noticed in the garden there's ladybugs everywhere. I see everywhere. them in the grass. I see them all over when I'm hanging laundry. Alright, that's good. Um, it, what else? At least, what, what year was the, um, those horrible red bugs? Oh, God, that? that was like our first year. Every bug has its own season and own time. In different years, they have, they come out with different veroci- veracity or veracity? I think veracity. Veracity. Um, so like one year, the bees were, ev- it was like bee Yeah, and the year. huge calabrone. This year, we have like a lot of the smaller little bees. Putting, trying to put up those little hives everywhere. we got to keep knocking them down. But it's the great outdoors. It's what you get. It is. And uh, lots of fireflies this year. Definitely well, we've always get them, but it's so nice to see. Ooh, if you're going to be in the Marque area coming up in the next two weekends, check out, this is so cool, the Marque Jazz and Wine Festival. What a better pairing? I don't know. But through the 3rd of July to the 31st of July, they are having uh, concerts at like really sweet little locations or like here in Piovaco, it's in the Castello Brancaleone. So um, for the 3rd of July, it will be in Monte Carotto near Ancona. For the 9th of July here in Piovico, woohoo! The 17th of July in Falarone near Fermin, uh, Fermo, and the 23rd of July in Caldarola near Macerata, and the 31st of July in Ofida in the Ascoli Piceno area. So check it out, you can see it on Facebook. They have a Marque Jazz and Wine Festival page. Su Facebook. Su Facebook. Uh, coming up, what's coming up this week, Ashley? Well, the rally. No, no one knows about. Uh, and you want to talk about what you were working on today? The website? Yeah. 
Well, we're really excited because we're rolling out a new website soon, so it will be, I'll keep you guys posted, but it's going to look really nice, and it's just, I'm really excited. It's been a few years, so it's time to update it. You got pictures, we had a photographer, a local photographer from Apecchio come and take a bunch of photos about a week ago, Mm -hmm. week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. So one day, it'll be done one day. Yes, yes, no time frame, (laughs) but it will be fantastic when it's up. It will be. Anything else, or should we just kind of um, take it home? Should we take it home? Uh, was there anything else funny that I wanted to talk about? Well, I I don't know if you had mentioned it before or not, since we haven't been very consistent. But Jason is officially done with his Bandino uh, lifeguarding courses. I think we mentioned that before, but it's just worth mentioning again. <laughs> don't have the certificate yet, but... No, 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 no. I have to call that guy about that. This is ridiculous. Lorenzo? Sh- yeah, I'm sure I'll have to take another trip down to... Uh, Senegal, yeah, jeez, Louise. All I do is drive all over this damn region. It's ridiculous. (laughs) All right. Oh, uh, any good gaji funny things that you want to talk about? Um, He did bust out the world mongoloid the other day in a conversation when we had guests over. Called someone a had a face like a mongoloid. And I told him that we don't use those. Like, mongoloid's (laughs) an old word. No one uses that. And then... <laughs> From the other side of the table, someone shouts. They, I don't know. I should not even tell this story. What did they shout out? They call him Autismo. Oh my! God. I think uh, I think uh, La Rosana was yelling at him because they call him Autistic Gaji. That was that was a new one. He's awesome. I'm every time he's not around for a few days. I miss that guy so much. He's he not only is. He awesome. Came over the other day, our first day without oh. a guest in in the morning. We had, we, had a, we had a day off. Like, literally no one was at the house. Not not great for middle of the summer, but... Business, but nice for us to enjoy the house yeah, a little. So it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to sleep in until 8.30. I am not, not going to get up until 8.30. I'm going to have some coffee, and then I'll start watering or doing whatever. Well, sure as shit, at 6.50, God, you decides you that... Tink, tink, tink. And it's like, what the hell is that? Someone's here outside. Well, Gachi's destroying the, one of the um, <laughs> rock walls that are that, that are surrounding a tree and deciding that it desperately needs to be broken down and re-cemented and re-put back. I, you know, 7 a.m. on a Sunday. It was like, are you kidding? And I come out and I go, good morning, doctor. He goes, ah, slept in, huh? <laughs> Let's go. Go have your coffee because we... Because he says, you have two minutes yeah. to drink your coffee. I don't care if you burn your mouth, then you're getting to work. <laughs> so throw on the gloves, throw on the boots, go out there, and where's your cement? We need cement. Well, I don't have any. I don't just keep cement around. I, I, <laughs> you're planning to... I wasn't planning on building a wall today. Uh, go into the Oco and get some cement. And get me a newspaper, too. <laughs> It's like, all right. And so now it's, you know, 10 to 7, and I'm driving into Piovico to buy bags of cement. The, the wall does look good, though. And it was done by 10? It 10. was done by 10 in the morning. I just, I, and then I had to go into the woods to where the big pile of small rocks and sand is and fill, fill wheelbarrows of, of sand and rock so that we can mix the cement. And then I just stood there and watched him. He's a maniac. And then he's like, look, I did all this. Jason didn't do shit. <laughs> I wasn't. He's like, you're not, you're you're not up yet, are you? I'm like, no, I don't want to do this right now. He's great though. I love him. I love him to death. They're wonderful. They are. He's definitely a character, 
and you have to have the right taste for him because uh, he's he's one of a kind. That's for sure. All right, that's my Gaji moment. He's not here today. He'll be back on Friday. And he likes to say, "Lavoro nell'orto fa un uomo morto." Yes, work in the garden makes kills a man. Mm-hmm. But it's good for it's you. It's good. It's hard work, is what he's saying. All right, no one. We we dragged that story out way too long. Bring it home. You bring it home. All right, you can re- <laughs> energy. Here we go. Yes, you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, or our blog, our blog, or at, on iTunes at da, our, our blah, blah, blah. at latavolamarche.com. L a t a v o l a m a r c h e. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please email email us at info. Latavolamarque.com, leave a rating or a comment on iTunes. It's really fun to get um, emails. We had a listener um, email us, Dale, about doing some ice cream lessons, um, looking for ice cream school in Gelateria. And we were able to hook him up with um, Antonio and Paula at Gelateria Maki and Fano. And hopefully something will work out with them. So it's really cool to connect that way. Thanks for listening. And... uh, We will see you next time. Ciao. Ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy, and we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.